Hey everyone, uh, it's MJ. I just wanted to preface this episode by saying that we were recording on a mobile device with a laptop and the microphone on a card table, and we forgot about that in the back half of this episode, and so there are quite a few egregious microphone bumps in the back half, uh, so sorry about that. I don't think it's, it's, it's too, too often, um... But we were experimenting with that. Uh, we were recording at Ryan's house. We usually record at mine. So, yeah, that's uh, something to be on the lookout for. And there's also no music because I don't have those files on this machine. So, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a lo-fi episode this week, but I hope you enjoy it. All right, uh, here's me again. Bye. Hello, weary internet travelers, and welcome once again to the Before and After Show. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. I'm your other co-host, Ryan Buell. And, uh, we have a lost episode! We have two, we have two lost episodes now. Um, yeah, so it was just kind of a crazy week for Ryan, and we didn't, we weren't able to record Beauty and the Beast. And that's fine, because stuff in his life is more important than this dumb podcast. Uh... So did you get a chance to see Beauty and the Beast? I haven't. I never did. So brief summary, my wife had surgery and my mom had surgery uh, all within the last week or so. And so my life life spent a little bit on the crazy side of things. Excusey. Yes. Uh, So I looked down. We're recording in Ryan's house today. And I looked down. And there is a Star Wars branded Nerf dart at my feet, and I would like to know what the story is with that. Um, there's a Star Wars Nerf gun in the house okay. that it is attached to. All right. And I have two cats that are prone to, uh, as you can see, the bite marks are prone to steal it from me and hide it from me for weeks. Okay. So that is why you find it at nine feet. Okay. <laughs> I just I looked down and there was there was just like a, a <laughs> solid a... laser blast. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I did get a chance to see Beauty and the Beast and I liked it. It's a, it's a recommend. It's easy to watch. Uh, what I like about that movie, what I like about all these movies, and this is going to sound really weird, um, is that they're kind of giving a reason for the dead moms. Um, and I like that. It kind of grounds the story a little bit more. Um, as a matter of fact, Beauty and the Beast, I think, has maybe the best dead mom backstory. Uh, it's really messed up. It's, like, pretty dark. I was surprised they went that way with it. But uh, Kevin Klein plays her dad, and I didn't know that. You didn't know it was Kevin Klein? I had no idea until we sat down and the movie started, and I was like, oh, crap, that's Kevin Klein. And I got really excited about it. Oh, uh, Kevin, Kevin Klein. Uh. He's amazing in that movie. Uh, Luke <clears throat> Evans is an amazing guest on. Uh, the movie's just super well cast all the way around. Dan mm. Stevens is a really good beast. Uh, Emma Watson's a terrible singer, but the not singing parts for Belle are pretty good. good. Yeah. Um, The added songs are pretty good. Beast's new song is really good. It's Mm. one of the best songs in the, uh, in the thing. So yeah, it's a, it's a recommend weirdly. Mm, Uh, Yeah. I, I am surprised as you are to be saying that, but, (laughs) uh, but what, have you watched anything else in the, in the interim? I know it's. Yeah, um, really the only thing that I've had time to watch other than like random YouTube crap um, is me and my wife have been going through uh, Star Trek The Next Generation on Blu-ray. Okay. Uh, We finished season one. We just started season two. Uh, Great, 
great show. Um, uh, characters that have a lot of depth to them. Stories that are actually really interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I kind of grew up watching a lot of these episodes just on TV. I have no frame of reference for Star nope. Trek. I oh. The only Star Trek stuff I've ever consumed is the J.J. Abrams and Justin Lin movies. Like, the, oh, new, the new ones. I've never okay. really... And for no real reason. Like, I'm not anti-Star Trek. Yeah. I just haven't ever gotten into it. I would recommend checking out Next Generation. Okay. Uh, first season is a little wonky. Um, but that's because Gene Roddenberry is bat crap crazy. Yeah, he's an, he's an he's person. you know a weird weird dude. But after he dies, like the show gets really good, <laughs> um, which is really dark to say. But um, it's very true. Like it actually got the 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 weird story arcs. They they do away with those as the season or as the series goes, and it gets more political and far more interesting. Hmm. But uh, Next Generation is just a lot of fun to watch. I I love the characters, and it's really cool to see it all in HD. Oh yeah, did they upgrade the effects too? They did. They did. They, they didn't change anything. All they did was just make everything look better. So it's the same images. Okay. It's just oh, that's what that looks like in HD. Okay. Because uh, a lot of the digital shots they had to recreate because mm. that information was lost to them when they were uh, putting it into an upgraded form. That makes so, sense. Yeah, but that's what <laughs> I watched and highly recommend. I think it's on Netflix too. Yeah, it is. Own, so I'd recommend that. But that's that's all I've I've had time in the last couple weeks to watch. Okay. Well, I had a sick day. So, so we got a bazillion. So I I yeah I had a day where I watched four movies. <laughs> um. So I kicked the day off watching Train to Busan, which okay. is a South Korean zombie movie. Yeah. It's on a, a South train. Korean. Yeah. Zombies on a train? Yep. I'm tired of the mother ducking zombies on this mother ducking train. <laughs> it's more serious than that. Okay. Uh, it's uh it is fast zombies, so it's like a twenty eight days later okay. style thing. It's uh it's good. It's a super well received horror movie from last year, and I see why. Um I was a little bit cooler on it than a lot of my other horror movie nerd people. Um it was at the top of a lot of lists. It's good. There's a lot of good character stuff in it. It's too long. It's like two hours, ten minutes. Mm. Uh, I also was at the... That was the most sick I was all day was when I watched it. So I had this thing where I tend to get pretty disoriented when I get sick. And so when I started the movie and by the time it ended, the pacing is a little slow. It's not super slow, but it's a little bit slow, especially for a zombie movie. Mm. And so by the time it ended, I felt like that movie was 12 hours long. Like, I was like, what time is it? But I think it had a lot more to do with me just being disoriented from sickness. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I felt like, because I started watching it at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I felt like it was 3 in the afternoon when it finished. Mm. And it was like 10. (laughs) Um, So it's it's good. There's a real good emotional core to the movie, and it's a bummer. It is, and it's not just like a, like a darkening that like horror movies always have. It's like a straight up bummer. Like I was sad mm. at the end of it. Like it wasn't. Why watch it, man? Well, it wasn't. So it, <laughs> I didn't know it was sad. Yeah. Um, because I the the poster looks like a straight up like action movie. Yeah. And so I thought it was gonna be like that movie Snowpiercer. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like that, but with zombies. And then there was like a ton of emotional like family drama stuff that ends on a super down note, and I was like, did not sign up for this. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> um but it's it all that stuff is handled very well and yeah. that's the only way that works is if you have the two hours and 10 minutes spent with them mm-hmm. um it's kind of like what i want walking dead to be 
um mm. like as far as the human stuff yeah there was there, there there aren't a ton of zombies in the movie um there are a ton of zombies in the movie they're a little bit world war z like waterfall zombies yeah but they don't show up a lot okay um so it's a lot of like people talking yeah uh which was it's a foreign movie so it was a lot of reading and yeah. i was sick and it was seven thirty in the morning so i was like i'm exhausted <laughs> um uh and then I watched a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode called Space Mutiny, um, which was terrible, mm-hmm. uh, but hilarious. It was cool revisiting mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. in in light of the new one coming out. Um, and then that same day, we watched The Count of Monte Cristo from 2002 with Jim Caviezel. Classic. I almost called him Jesus. Uh, yeah. With Jim Caviezel and Guy Pierce. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. It is one of the worst adaptations of the source material in any movie ever. Yeah. But I love that movie. It takes this, like, super bummer ending and turns it into... Like, the whole point of the book is revenge is terrible and you should never let it consume your soul. Mm. The point of the movie is, like, wasn't that neat? <laughs> um and like you can have revenge and get your woman and child back yeah and the book is like the woman and child want nothing to do with him Mm. because he let revenge ravage his soul so much and he ends up marrying a prostitute and living out his days alone on an island with her and uh markedly different yeah not not, not really upbeat upbeat at all (laughs) nope but i still love that movie it's so much fun to watch it's like it makes it an action movie yeah it really does and uh Man, it's so good. Jim is really good in it. Guy Pierce is really good in it. Uh, Henry Cavill's there. <laughs> um, He's a young, young man. Yeah, uh, that final duel between him and and Montez is really good. That's I think. Epic uh luis guzman is in it and yeah. he's got he's got a line that i say all the time about the how is this a bad plan yeah that's um, right. how is this a bad i plan? go over there kill them bam 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 i come back you load out all the treasure i'll be back by the end of the week how is this a bad plan <laughs> you have the money you have your woman live your life yeah oh man he's so good in that movie <laughs> Um, and then, uh, saw Chips, which was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I would imagine. And then I saw Power Rangers, which was surprisingly okay. It wasn't bad? It wasn't bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Okay. It was pretty middle of the... It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The new ones? Yeah. No, it was a lot better than those. I hate those movies. So, um, this one isn't... It's not really a Power Rangers movie. It's like a terrible Power Rangers movie, but like a decent teenage drama. It's like, it's like we, it's like we accidentally remade The Breakfast Club and then called it Power Rangers instead. Like that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, So like the teenagers are all pretty good. They're all really good actors and they all have like distinct things about them and they all have distinct backstories. Yeah. And I really liked all of them. Yeah. but the movie's basically 90 minutes of them talking about their teenager problems and then 25 minutes of them in the suits. Uh, and the part of them in the suits, like doing actual martial arts in the suits, maybe two minutes if I'm being generous. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Uh, Other than that, they're in the Zords. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you think they're setting up a franchise, basically? It seems them? like this movie was a lot of groundwork for a bigger franchise. Okay. Which... 
I think might be the way to go yeah. uh, because I would watch a sequel. I would watch these characters again. Yeah. And the only reason why is because I gave a crap about them by the end. Yeah. The action wasn't that good, um, but I like cared about them. And so spending more time with these characters doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And so if they can now take like the 90-minute the setup we have... And then the 25 minutes of them in the suits from the end and then make, uh, like increase the suit time in the, in a sequel, I think it could be pretty good because I know these characters now. Like I felt like I got a good sense of who each character is, which is not something that I feel like happened on the show ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the like cool Power Rangers stuff is awful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, also spoilers kind of. The film revolves around battling for control of a Krispy Kreme Donuts. Is it like a central location? It's not the Krispy Kremes, it's what's underneath? Yes. Okay. But But man, they say we have to get to the Krispy Kreme with a completely straight face way too much in this movie. Free advertisement. Uh, There's a scene of Rita just eating Krispy Kreme Donuts. That's it? Yeah, well... No, they like straight up destroy a Krispy Kreme donuts, but there's like, there's, it's heavily product placement. It's the worst product placement I think I've ever seen in a movie. It's outrageous. I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. I was like, what is Worse happening? Worse than Josie and the Pussycats? Uh, I don't know. You I ever seen that one? Mm-mm. Ooh, if you want to watch a movie where it's pretty much a movie with product placement. But in a funny way, Mm -hmm. I would watch that one. It's worse than the Coca-Cola or the Pepsi at the end of, uh, World War Z. I don't know if you've seen that. Really oh, okay. There's like I'm a. So he's like, it's terrible. Uh, it, but he's like, Brad Pitt's on his way to like get the cure for zombies, and he just stops to like have a nice cool drink of his Pepsi. It, I was like, what? You the, the camera while I did it. Basically, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Power Rangers is okay. It's like worth red boxing. Yeah. Don't necessarily go out of your way to see it, but okay. I've spent two hours watching a lot worse chips that's the other thing is i did immediately leave chips and go buy a ticket for power rangers i watched them both in the same night so maybe also comparatively it's just so much better than chips something so bad yeah so good it's just like this was amazing yeah exactly exactly uh my favorite dumb thing in that movie is my two favorite dumb things in power rangers were Brian Cranston is Zordon. Yeah. And Bill Hader is Alpha 5. And they make zero effort whatsoever to cover up their voices. Yeah. So they just uh they just sound like Bill Hader and Brian Cranston, but that one's a robot and that one's a giant face. Yeah. And they also did nothing to cover up Brian Cranston's wrinkles when he's the face in Zordon. So it's just this like wrinkled hologram. And you're like, why? <laughs> it's so funny. It's so dumb. <laughs> I love it. It's so dumb. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's all I watched maybe. Uh, oh, no. I watched Road to El Dorado for the first time. Which one's that? The two guys go to El Dorado and they think they're gods. It's a cartoon. Oh, yeah. How was that? Uh, it's okay. Um, it's got Kevin Klein in there. Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh. Oh. Yeah. Two Ks. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, a lot of people on my Facebook said it was their favorite animated movie of all time. 
And if you guys are listening, it ain't that good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's made by the same guys that made Prince of per- Prince of Egypt, right? Yeah, I think so. Same animation team. Yeah. And all that. Uh, the the big thing for me was some of the animation. It was it came out in like 2000, I think, maybe 2001. But it came out at this like when traditional animation and cg animation computer animation were kind of crossing over mm-hmm. but like computer animation wasn't quite there yet so it's not that seamless so like the water is cgi and it looks terrible mm-hmm. the boats that they go on are cgi and they look terrible mm-hmm. so like there's a real like aesthetic harshness to the movie yeah. um whenever they like interact like all the objects are cgi and yeah. they're traditionally animated yeah. and it looks really bad mm-hmm. um but the animation on the traditional animation side is really good okay. but like watching them interact with the cg stuff it's like ooh, that looks really rough like it just looks real choppy yeah. um we're gonna transition and talking about some news uh, okay so i only have one piece of news that i want to talk about okay. and uh it's hilarious so CinemaCon is happening this week. For those not in the know, CinemaCon is basically E3 for theater owners and theater CEOs and movie press. So they invite a lot of theater exhibitors and uh, film critics out. And the different studios have different panels about like, hey, here's what you can expect to see in your theater in 2017. Kind of getting them hyped for the year. Uh, it provides a good overview of, you know, when you run a theater, you have a certain amount of auditoriums and you have to figure out, okay, what's the demand and how many theaters should I put, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in versus whatever's opening against that this weekend. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a way for them to like plan out their business for the year as they're ramping up to summer movie season, especially and the big end of the year releases. And uh, like this year, Disney showed the first footage from Star Wars and Thor Ragnarok and then screened all of Pirates 5, which got a pretty positive response. Um, Universal screened all of uh, Fate of the Furious, which got a pretty positive response. Um, And yeah, so Warner Brothers went up today, uh, this afternoon, actually, and... uh, Their marketing director is this woman named Sue Kroll, and she took to the CinemaCon stage and remembered that... Here's the thing you have to remember about CinemaCon. It's a bunch of theater owners and CEOs, people who are in what a lot of people think is a dying industry to begin with. And this woman got up there and said, everyone in this room is facing a challenge, but also an opportunity. Consumer tastes are changing, and that is changing the way we're doing business. Um, And then she noted that streaming services and new technologies are giving customers, quote, more choices for where and how they consume our content, unquote. Um, No, not unquote. Where there is demand, somebody is going to step in and fill that void. We have to be innovative. And then she proposed a pitch to them. Instead of having a 90-day gap um, where a movie comes out in theaters, and then hits video on demand services, shortening that gap. I don't have hard numbers on what she wanted to shorten it, shorten it to, but it's roughly three to four months after a movie comes out. You'll see it on uh, home video. A lot of streaming services are releasing the digital version of the movie first, and then the Blu-ray comes out a couple weeks later. Um, that's kind of been a new release model lately. And so this woman got up and pitched to theater owners, hey, keep our product in your theater for a less amount of time. Mm-hmm. What even? That, what even? 
So then at the same panel, this is Warner Brothers. It was a Warner Brothers panel. Christopher Nolan was there to um, promote Dunkirk, which is coming out this summer. And he came out on the stage and he said, the only platform I'm interested in talking about is theatrical exhibition. (laughs) And uh, he basically came out and said, oh, look, I know I have a movie coming out with these D-bags, but trust me, I only care about what you guys want. Mm -hmm. And that's hilarious to me. Um, (laughs) I just, that's such a bananas thing, man. Like that's, who thought of that? So what I kind of want to talk about is the theater experience as a whole. um, You know, we go to the movies twice, twice a month at Mm -hmm. least uh, for the show. I go, try to go every week. Um, I do a lot of writing and stuff. So I'm there at least, once a week if not twice or three times a week depending on the week um and so i think uh, i know for me i hold the theater experience like very valuable um i think it's the best way to watch a movie uh, even if the audiences can be sometimes annoying yeah i know that's uh something that people complain to me about a lot they're like oh, i hate the audiences and it's like well, calm down like they're not i have way more positive experiences than i do negative ones yeah it's just that people who don't go to the movies a lot when they have a negative experience it seems more frequent to them uh, so, um, I, like, Ryan, where do you stand on, like, movie going? I think it's a part of, can I say, Americana? Yeah. Like, it's a part of our, yeah. our culture. And I think it would be a real shame to just follow the digital trend and do away with it. I think it's an event to go to the, to the, go see the flickers, as they, you know, old, old, old school saying, um, go see the, the funnies or whatever. Um, and I think it should always be, it's like saying the different, you know, you can buy a hardback book or you can get a digital book, mm-hmm. you know, logically it's cheaper, it's easier, it's more portable to have a digital book, but people still want a physical copy of something. Yeah. So though, yeah, it's easier, it's quicker to just download the video to your home, but you still, there's that, that feeling of, I want to go to the theaters. I want to see in a big screen mm-hmm. and the popcorn and all that stuff. I mean, that's, that's an event. That's an acti- That is an activity in and of itself to go yeah. to go to the theaters. So to downplay that, I think is you're going to get a lot more backlash than it's worth. Yeah, it's kind of been a trend lately. Um, and then Netflix said something about theaters. Ha- the only thing theaters have innovated in in the last thirty years is the popcorn's a little bit better. Hmm. And uh, theaters don't need to innovate. Like that's the thing. Hmm. The movie is the thing. That's my big argument is the movie is the thing. You are there to watch the movie. That is the activity you are participating in. Uh, And I feel like that's been a little under attack this month. And that's really weird. Um, Isn't that where the stupid things we attack? Yeah. Yeah. And like movie theaters, iPhone seven. I'm uh, first world problems, brother. Yeah. They're definitely first world (laughs) problems. Like we would not be having this conversation if we were in Nigeria, but we're in America. And so those are the problems we, we deal with. They are luxury problems, but they're things like that I'm passionate about too. Um, and I don't know. There's just, I love going to the theater and that's why, you know, yeah, just because like, I just feel like this place that I hold very valuable may not be around. And that seems weird to me, but at the same time, I think people, I don't think it's going anywhere. No. Uh, just like with hardback paperback books, it's not going anywhere. Cause yeah. there's always going to be a demand for that. Even yeah. if it's just a bunch of 
80-something-year-olds wanting that. There's still a market. Yeah, there's still 80-something-year-olds. Yeah, they're still, they still got money. They'll still pay you for what they want. So, yeah. you know, I don't see it going away. Well, and also, if you look at the numbers, these premium formats are doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the theaters that serve dinner and alcohol before the movie, they make they make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, IMAX is making a lot of money. Christopher Nolan is probably the reason the theater industry isn't dying. Yeah. Because he figured out how to shoot a narrative movie, not a documentary, using IMAX technology with The Dark Knight. And he uh, released that. And people went nuts for it. And all these people, all these filmmakers started adapting their movies for the IMAX format. And I go see all of that crap, man. Like, I used to travel an hour and a half to go see stuff in IMAX. Uh, And I still do for Christopher Nolan movies. I still travel, uh, like, two hours to go see his movies on IMAX and film. Mm. Um, You know, I I traveled two hours to go see The Hateful Eight on 70mm. Um, I think these, those like event formats bring people out like every, it's been hard to get tickets for all of those things. And we're seeing the technology is getting better and cheaper to make these big budget movies. And so we're seeing a lot more stuff come out in these premium formats. Uh, I saw the freaking Lego Batman movie in IMAX. Um, yeah, I saw King Kong in IMAX. I saw Logan in IMAX. Like I, and Almost all of those were close to sold out shows. Lego Batman, not so much because we went early on Valentine's Day. But yeah. um, like Kong was pretty sold out. Uh, Logan was definitely sold out. And like, I don't know. And also movies have been dope this year. So good so far. He's <laughs> hoping. Yeah. So I, I just think as long as the product is still good, people are going to go see them yeah um and like marvel movies are still gonna like people are gonna go see because that's that is the new western western yeah so go see the latest superhero flick yeah so i i think it'll be fine um and there's more like uh, there's more of us movie people than ever like mm-hmm. than at any point ever um because of the internet you know it's just easy to catch these indie movies that come out and like the vod thing is good for the indie people the people who make indie movies, at least this generation, this current generation making them, maybe it'll be different for the generation that follows them, they still want to make movies for the big screen. Like, filmmakers still want to make movies that are meant to be seen big and loud. Yeah. Um, you know, if you talk to any filmmaker, they're like, yeah, I want to see, like, I grew up going to the theater. I want people to see these movies in a theater. Like, yeah. writ large on the silver screen. That's how these movies need to be experienced. Yeah. Um, I just saw someone tweeting at Edgar Wright about how they want to see baby driver and they would accept the link to a screener uh, to watch on their computer. And he was like, please see it big. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, I can't imagine if like John wick two was a straight to video movie. You know what I mean? You got to see it on the big screen. Yeah. All those headshots. Yeah. And the sound design, like it just sounds better. Uh, I think we talked about that movie was punchy. Yeah. You felt the bullets. Yeah. There, the there's chamber. real good sound design in that movie, man. Oh, yeah. gosh, I love that movie. But as long as movie, as long as there's, like, super cool action movies, the theaters are going to exist. Like, yeah. that's just, that that's going to drive that. Yeah. Um. So, I think theaters are fine, but it's just weird that people are, like, not on board with them right now. Well, because it's all about the dollar. Yeah, and I understand, like, you know, it's easier to pay... to own it on digital than $25 to go see it at a movie theater. 
But it's pretty cheap in our area of the country, or in our city. It's yeah. pretty cheap to go to the movies, comparatively. Yeah, like for most places. Yeah, if you go to the movies in L.A., it's maybe like 12 or $13 for a matinee. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back to talk about Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> Is that Ghost in the Shell music? No. It was the Twilight Zone. <laughs> it was the Twilight Zone. <laughs> And we're back. And this week on YouTube, we were talking about anime uh, because Ghost in the Shell is is uh, coming out this this Friday. And I know. So the the idea on YouTube is that uh, Mike kind of I don't like anime, and Mike likes anime. And so Mike like pitched anime to me and explained like maybe what I'm missing for it, and told me uh kind of why people like it i put the question out on facebook and read some of the answers and so in the next two weeks i'm going to watch uh the entirety of cowboy bebop and probably the movie and um yeah so just to get some cross-pollination on that because ghost in the shell is an adaptation of anime um ryan what do you think about anime uh, i like it um i kind of grew up watching american anime in a way like the dragon ball z mm-hmm. um tsunami tsunami that kind of stuff um it does tend towards the weird mm-hmm. and convoluted mm-hmm. and just overly expressive like everything but i think that's just a part of their entertainment mm-hmm. uh, how they would do it um but in terms of just like anime anime i tend to like it if i can follow yeah. the story i think my, good anime has got good story mm-hmm uh, and interesting characters like Attack on Titan is actually a really fascinating kind of a fantasy sci-fi story. Um, I think it's been compared to like the anime version of The Walking Dead, where okay. instead of zombies, you've got these huge giants eating people and kind of that survival aspect. Um, I really like the director who did Howl's Moving Castle. Miyazaki. Yeah, I love all his stuff. That mm-hmm. tends to be just really beautiful, simple, nice stories. That can be complex, but they're they're fun. Um, so that weird convoluted answer I just gave. And, and all I like, I like anime, but there are some areas of anime I won't go. Like right, Death yeah. Note, I have no desire yeah. to watch it. And it's a lot of anime tends to be very sexist. Yeah, yeah, it like does. you know, uh, wow, what's the phrase? They, um, uh, I'm an idiot, but I can't think of the phrase. You know. Making women objects. Yeah, oh, and not yeah. People. Objectification. Object, yeah, they're objectifying women, basically, yeah. as sex objects and not actual people. Yeah. Tends to happen uh, a lot in anime, which I, I think is wrong. Yeah. Um, but the good ones don't have that. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like the Miyazaki, everything's pretty even keel. It's yeah. all about the story and what the characters go through. So, I, I enjoy it. it. I think it's something... If you don't like it, you can teach yourself to like it by finding good pieces of anime. Mm-hmm. But if if that doesn't do it for you, you're not you're not missing a whole lot of yeah. cinematic history. Yeah. Um, I would recommend, and I, I have a couple if you want to borrow, Princess Mononoku. Uh, I saw that in theaters this year. Actually. Oh yeah, what did you think of that? I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. If you like that, you'll probably like. Uh, Howl's Moving Castle. I hate Howl's Moving Castle. You hate that? Yeah, one? I turned it off. Why? It was really boring. <laughs> oh, I thought that movie was super boring. That's, I love that one. Well, this might not be a compliment to it, but I could fall asleep to that movie. Just like, mm-hmm. in a, but it, what I mean by that, not in a boring sense, but a right. very relaxing. It's a relaxing like, thing. Yeah, it's how I felt about the BFG. Easy story. Yeah. Um, 
I've seen a good deal of Miyazaki stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've seen, uh, well, I turned off House of the Castle. I've seen Princess Mononoke. Um, Have you seen Nasuka Valley of the Wind? That's my favorite one. I yeah. love that movie, yeah, actually. that was a good one. Um, and then I've seen Spirited Away, and I liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and then, oh, and then I tried watching Ponyo, and I hated that, and I turned that off, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can hear my thoughts on anime on the youtube channel this week but i wanted to get your thoughts as we're going to talk about ghost in the shell um so moving on from the conversation about your general thoughts on anime Mm -hmm. you can hear mine uh all on the youtube channel this week uh it'll be out tomorrow if you're listening to this day it comes out um ghost in the shell is an anime Mm -hmm. uh have you seen the i have okay it's been a few years but i have it was a long time ago okay so it's based off of an anime from 1995 Mm -hmm. and i know basically nothing about it something something robot lady i'll go ahead (laughs) that's my entire frame of reference for it um so did you do you like the original or do you even remember Uh, it to have an opinion i i remember i remember the visuals uh the storyline is pretty simple um, uh, <laughs> maybe it's not because I can't 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 quantify it. Um, basically, in in the anime, in the story, there the people are at a point where their consciousness can be put into machines. So, ghost okay. in the shell, ghost in the machine, and um... their soul is called a ghost. So, the whole premise of that is is that uh, the main character called Major. I don't remember what her name name was. Yeah. Uh, the story revolves around her dealing with these terrorist attacks by this other android or this other entity I think called the puppet master if I remember correctly um, and she has to deal with that that's about what I remember the story um, but what I remember it for was the visuals and the things they did with it okay and I remember I watched them I watched ghost in the shell because the Matrix was an homage to that. Like the Wachowski mm. brothers, they showed that movie to some exec and said, we want to do this, but in real life. Okay. Uh, and so that's why The Matrix is very much the theme about machine and man and that relationship. Because it's stealing themes from Ghost in the Shell. Because that's kind of like, the, if I remember, the through line of that movie is where it is man begin and or where does machine begin and man stop or something you yeah, know what i mean yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the classic kind of science fiction question that like battlestar galactica dealt with and ex machina i don't know ex if you machina, saw that movie. yeah um, those or um uh terminate heck the terminator yeah, series. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that yeah. whole premise you know it's a kind of a, a use and it's a it's a sweet kind of theme so Ghost of the Shell was about that, but there was the images that came with it, like the anime was very realistic, like fast-paced, not your kind of slow style, um, and that slow motion action really mm-hmm. done well, and and everything, and of course the provocative outfits that you know the see-through, right, uh, stuff, um, which is interesting to watch. It's <laughs> like, oh, uh, why? Okay, yeah. made by a bunch of dudes. All right. Yep. Yeah, so with Ghost in the Shell, the adaptation coming out, are you excited? Do you think it's a property that can translate well to live action? In 2017 especially, we have a lot more technology that can make it look cool. Um, I mean, this is the second, technically, the second animation to live action adaptation we've seen. Uh, What was the first? 
Beauty and the Beast. Oh, in, okay. in, on the show, like it's two in a row. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's two yeah, in a row. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought, I thought you know, we had talked about the merits of the Disney ones, but like this is basically the same idea. <laughs> yeah, taking taking that. Um, I I want to see it just uh, just to see how they're gonna do it and see if they stick to the main story, even though based on my own reiteration, I don't remember much of the original. Mm-hmm. But I am kind of curious to see what they do with it. I think the the plot is interesting. Like it's 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 to me it's solid science fiction. Okay. Uh, just as much as like Blade Runner was that kind of that style. Um, the visual visually it looks really good. Like the yeah. live action movie. Um, and I'm not just talking. I'm not talking about her and her weird skin tight whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. mean like the things he's like even the geisha dolls. Um, I found out when a workshop actually made a lot of the practical effects because the director wanted a lot of practical things yeah. in the movie and not just all CGI'd up. Yeah, that suit is real. Yeah. <laughs> I think that she, yeah, that whole thing. Um, I saw um, Adam Savage mm-hmm. did that whole YouTube thing where they, uh, another actress put on the suit and actually they actually made the whole thing, which was crazy. Wow. Um, but no, I'm, I'm interested to see it. My expectations are it could, it could be really interesting and good or oh my gosh what is going on here (laughs) yeah um yeah i think i'm in the same boat i'm pretty interested i don't have any sort of devotion to the source material so if they screw it up i won't know Mm -hmm. um i think that has a lot to do with it uh, I'm not really gonna care if it's a good adaptation or not (laughs) just to be perfectly honest it's 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 gonna be fine by me, like whatever they do with the story, because I don't know it. Yeah. And I think that that has a lot to do with how people perceive these movies. Uh, I've talked, I've used the example of the X Men Three mm-hmm. on here. I never really read any X Men comics or watched the show, so when I saw X Men Three, I was like, "All right, cool." And, but like, people were like, "They ruined everything," and I was like, "I didn't know," yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, um, I think that's that's where I like the this show specifically to come in is like. My expectations are maybe out of whack, but also I'm like I feel like I might have a better time than people who like the anime. Yeah, that's that's I think that's a fair thing. I think it's also a good thing to come out like that. We're just coming in thinking, okay, science fiction movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. No background. Don't I know it was an anime, but mm-hmm. I know nothing about it. So a fresh a fresh look at it. And I think yeah. that's probably the best way to do it because it's not gonna be a hundred percent faithful. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they'll, like they say, the, the themes will be there. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like the catchphrase most directors use is, you know, like Lord of the Rings. The themes from Tolkien's books are there. Yeah. But a lot of the A to B sequences will not. So I think that'll be true for for this, and I'm sure they're going to add their own little flourishes. Um, but I, I, I don't care if they're faithful either. I mean, I, I've seen the original, mm-hmm. but I really don't remember that much about it. Yeah, um, I'm pretty impressed with the effects. When I found out that a lot of that was practical, I was like, good on you, man. Like, yeah. that's that's impressive. Um, they shot it in IMAX, which is very surprising to me. I don't know where they found a budget to shoot this thing in IMAX. Unless probably what happened... My guess is that China financed a bunch of this movie and they paid for the IMAX portion because this movie is going to make every last dollar not in America. It doesn't matter how this movie does in America. This movie is going to make a billion dollars worldwide. Like, I feel like it's going to be huge in other countries. Um, well, especially, yeah, because the original, was was it a Japan animation or from Japan? Yeah, it's from Japan. Yeah, so it'll do bonkers there yeah 
Yeah, it's um, gonna be outrageous. Like yeah. it's it's gonna make so much money. It's gonna be like like when World of Warcraft or when Warcraft came out yeah. and like it didn't make that much money here, but it murdered in China or in South Korea because there's a huge WoW community in South yeah. Korea. It did. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, um, yeah this movie is not for us <laughs> uh, for yeah. sure. Um, still, I still ever since I saw the first trailer, I was like, I want to go see it. Yeah, I'll I see lo- it. I like sci-fi and I like Blade Runner type movies. Mm-hmm. So. Looks heavily influenced by Blade Runner, which I'm a little on the fence about. I hate Blade Runner. <laughs> um, it won't be just shots of things doing things. Okay, that's good. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that's good. Uh, that's hilarious. There's too much story. That's good. Uh, that well, so that's my other concern is that it'll have the opposite problem of Blade Runner, in that it's going to be too convoluted because mm. I think anime tends to be pretty convoluted. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Like I said, the effects look really cool. I watched. They built like the skeleton for her. Mm-hmm. They 3D printed it. And, like, that's real. Like, that, the robot version of her is real. Is real. Oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, I watched Adam Savage did a video on that, too. And they, like, 3D printed it down to the screw. And they did clear 3D printing, like a clear acrylic. It yeah. looks awesome. That's dope. Yeah. I was like, man, way to be. And it's directed by uh, Rupert Stevens? Is that his name? What Rupert is, Sanders. What else has he done? He did Snow White and the Huntsman, which I did not see. The original Snow oh, White yeah. and the Huntsman. He was, he's a music video director. Oh, okay. Before that point. So he's got the visual stuff down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's makes sense. storyline that can be... Did you see Snow White and the Huntsman? I did. Okay, did you like it? I sadly own it. Okay. Uh, but upon further review, <laughs> I kind of need to get it. It ain't that good? It's not that, it's not that good. Okay. It's, it's not. Yeah, I didn't see it. Um, I heard kind of mixed things about it. So his talents as a director, it looks like he's grown between um, Snow White and this. Uh, it yeah. looks like his... That's uh, a huge order. Because there are yeah. there's a huge nerd fan base mm-hmm. for this. Especially in the anime community, yeah. I can guarantee. So, but it, I, yeah, I think you're right. He will make all the money, but he might get some, depending on what he does with it. Yeah. You might get some flack from the fanboys. But when is there not flack? Yeah. Fanboys, fanboys are mad never, about everything. There's no one's ever happy. Yeah. You're too devoted. You're not devoted enough. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, we'll see. It, I, I don't think it'll be a disaster if yeah. it's bad. Like, I think it'll just be kind of bad. Yeah. You know? Um, but I don't think it'll be that bad. I don't know if it'll be all that good. Uh, yeah, I, I think I won't regret spending the seven or eight bucks I see go to see it. I'll be like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't, I didn't just throw my money away. Yeah. I feel like it'll be like, that was a movie I saw, and then I'll probably forget it by the end of the year, you know? Really. But it'll, My reaction to the live action movie will probably be the same <laughs> to the cartoon. I remember the visuals, I remember stuff blew up. But I have no freaking clue. Yeah. What do you think about Scarlett Johansson? Like, as in general as an actress. Do you like her? I do. Um, yeah, I think I think she's a decent actor. Or actress, I should say. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, an actual serious role. I, I really liked her in the Matt Damon movie, We Bought the Zoo. She's in that? Yeah, she's in that. Okay. A small role. Um... I don't know. She she does tend to be just the eye candy. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of the stuff that she's done a lot. But I really liked her in the more serious roles that she's done. Yeah, I'm fine with her. Like, I don't go out of my way to see movies with her. Like, I don't get really excited when I see Scarlett Johansson's in yeah. something. 
but I don't hate it either. You know, like yeah. she's great as Black Widow. Yeah, I think she's a really good Black Widow. I think she owns that role, and I I would love to see her get a solo Black Widow movie because mm. I think get the director of John Wick to do a solo Black Widow movie, <laughs> and I will be there every day. <laughs> um, That'd be sweet. Holy crap. Holy crap. <laughs> Nothing oh my but gosh. headshots and twirling around. And... <laughs> Grabbing dudes with their legs. That's, yep. uh, yeah. Oh, man, I would watch the crap out of that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, heck, I would say rein in the woman who made uh, Punisher Warzone a little bit and get her to do it. I think that would be kind of awesome, too. <laughs> that movie was ridiculous. That movie was ridiculous. He punched a guy's head open. He also blew up a dude in the middle of him parkouring yep. with a rocket launcher in the middle of New York City. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, Scarlett Johansson's fine. Um, she clearly has action hero chops. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll go a long way. It's a matter of whether or not they shoot the action well. Yeah. Um, that's that's going to have something to do with it she seems like a really dedicated actress you know yeah like whenever i see yeah whenever i see her in something like i feel like she's working you Mm -hmm. know what i mean um and i i that goes a long way with me with actors like it seems like every project she's in she's never like not 100 percent in it yeah you know she always wants to do a good job and i like that did you ever see i haven't seen it but the joseph gordon levin movie that he did with her don john yeah i did see that was she's that a, really was good she, in it was she, good in that one? she is really good in that movie i like her a lot in that movie yeah. actually it's she got, like actual depth and not just like screen i, I hate to use the word screen camera. you know what i mean like yeah well because the idea much. the idea behind that movie is he's he has a pornography addiction yeah. and she you know she is a stereotypical like hot girl and so he views her as an object and it's basically her teaching him like not to do that (laughs) um and and like the whole movie is about breaking porn addiction um and how and she she's a major player in that even though they don't end up together it's kind of like her revealing a lot of his selfishness and what the pornography has done to him um because he starts to learn like oh, she's really pretty, but also there's a lot of depth to her as a person. Like, yeah. she's a person. Yeah. Um, and it kind of ends with her being like, yeah, you still a little bit suck, so we're not going to date, but it seems like you're on the right track, and I hope you find the b- best person for you. Mm. And I liked that yeah. uh, thematically. Um, and so she's, she's good in it because she very intentionally was written to be a pretty girl who's more than that. Mm. Um, and so that was that was good. I also really like her in Eight Legged Freaks. She's in that. She is in that as a young. She's kid? fourteen, I think, in it. Okay, I remember that movie. She a long, long time. She tases that guy in the balls. Wow, what? you don't remember that? No. Oh it's man, been forever since I saw that movie. She, uh, yeah, she. Her mom gives her a taser so that boys don't get fresh with her, and okay. then she's like, she goes on a date with this guy. And he's her crush, and then he turns out to be a douchebag, and then he tries to get fresh uh, without her consent, and so she tases him in the balls, and then he pees himself uh, while giant spiders are running around. It's pretty great. Hmm. <laughs> Man, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, do you have anything else to say about uh, Ghost in the Shell? Uh, no, uh, I look forward to seeing it, but my expectations, I think, are in check. Yeah. So if it's great, sweet. If it's not... That's fine too. That's fine too. I'm yeah. not burned either way. Yeah, I'm. Uh, 
like this movie doesn't really matter to me, but not in a bad way. Like if it's it, like you said, if it's good, I'm okay, cool. Like it's another good 2017 movie. Yeah. And uh, if it's not that good, it's no skin off my back because I don't really have a love for the source material. Yeah. So um, that's fine. Like I want it to be good. I would rather be entertained than not be. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm not expecting a whole lot out of it either. Yeah. So as long as it meets that, I guess I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so you can find me on. Twitter at MJSmith891. Um, you can find my writing at wordofthenerd.com. It's been kind of a crazy week in my household, so I haven't uh, had a chance to write this week, really. Um, so you can find my writing at wordofthenerd.com, and you can find my writing at keithlovesmovies.com. I do reviews over there. Um, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Beyond Pod. If you're an Android user, it's an app in the App Store. Um, or in the Google Play Store, I guess. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Real Perspective. Um, that's our YouTube show that I co-host with Mike Moray. This week we're talking about anime, like I said, um, and how uh, anime is... I don't like it, and <laughs> and Mike does, and he's going to try to convince it. Uh, and then come back in two weeks for us to talk about uh, Cowboy Bebop uh, on YouTube and then come back next week to hear us talk about the live-action adaptation of Ghost in the Shell. Also, Corey Tindall does Game Space over there. There's He kind of had... He was he is real busy. <laughs> and so uh, he'll, be, he'll be back in the next week or two with more content. And until next time, go watch The Count of Monte Cristo. Wow. <laughs>